Star Wars Episode 9 has a lot of questions it needs to answer for a lot of fans out there, and some of them have to do with, of course, Rey's parentage. But not necessarily who they are, but why they left her, where they went, why she got left on Jakku, that sort of thing. And J.J. Abrams is promising he will give us all of the answers. So welcome back, everybody. This is the Resistance Broadcast. My name's John Hoey. Thank you so much for joining us today. We have all the answers for you right here on this podcast, so you don't even have to see Episode 9 in December. We're going to tell you everything that's going to happen in the movie. No, I'm just kidding. We're not going to do that. But we, we do have a great show today. Uh, we, of course, have uh, the news to run through and your questions later on in the show. But first, let's bring in the crew. As always, it is James Banny and Lacey Giller. And guys... How was your 4th of July weekend, and what did you do, and are you excited to be back? Uh, 4th of July weekend, actually, I have, uh, the 4th of July was off, the 5th of July I took off, like mm-hmm. paid time Revenge off because it was Friday, right. then 6th and uh, 7th are just normal weekend, but then I have, I have to work all this week and an extra long day till like 10 p.m. on Friday. And then I have to be at work at like 7 a.m. on Saturday and we work all the way to like 5 p.m. And it's an all day festival. So I get like a four day vacation, but then I work a six day work week and it's like really long hours. Jeez. So, so we're not going to see you ever again. (laughs) No. Yeah. Did you? Right. Know, this is my last episode. I, I I thought that was clear. Maybe it's oh, maybe in episode nine, all the answers will become clear. All right. Well, Lacey, are you uh, <laughs> working forever? I'm actually off. I'm on vacation right now. I'm actually in Colorado, but somehow in my house. Wow. Yeah. Did you build I, a replica set of your house in Colorado? I did. Wow. I flew there, built it, shipped all my stuff to here. Wow. Not bad. So th- what's interesting, <laughs> you being in Colorado, I could actually bust into your house and finally take mm-hmm. destroy all of your Akbars. So I could do that. Why would you do that? Just because I can. Like kind of like a because you can sort of thing. It's not really a want. It's more of a just because I can. Why do you hate <laughs> Akbar so much? I don't know. He's overrated. Why do you like nice things? Why do I like nice things? he's not being serious. Nice it's things. a trap. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> You Moving know on. You know what's not a trap, guys? And that's our weekly polls. Those are not traps ever. Okay, <laughs> so let's hop into those results right now. Okay, guys, so we asked, are you ready for future Star Wars movies to move beyond the Skywalkers, those whiny Skywalkers, and tell new stories about new characters? And I was pretty surprised at how warmly people are ready to move on from this crabby, whiny, half-dark-side family. Uh, 86% of the voters out there said, yes, goodbye, Skywalkers. Let's get some new characters and new stories going. And 14% of you are just not ready to let go. But you know what? You're going to have to, folks. Uh, I have to say, James Lacey, I was surprised at what uh, how this went down. I thought it was going to be a little more balanced uh, because I think there's some people who uh, don't want to move on in Star Wars fandom. But were you guys surprised by these results? That they were so overwhelmingly, let's move forward? No, I, I don't think so because I voted for yes. Okay. I'm, I love Luke and Leia and, and Kylo. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I'm just ready for new stuff. I, I Solo was great. Even though it was older characters, there were so many new characters to love in that movie. And we really liked Rogue One, as you guys know from our commentary on Patreon. I, I'm ready for something new. I'm ready to move past all this Skywalker stuff. Okay. I dig that. I'm, I'm with you guys. I'm surprised... I'm surprised it's as high as it is. 86% yes. I think that has something to do with like who's being polled. You know, mm-hmm. people who are following a Star Wars podcast would be like, yeah, more Star Wars in general. I think if this was actually like a real, like super broad, everybody voted. I think that there's something about like, nah, Luke and Han and Leia are Star Wars to me. And when they go, it's whatever, right. you know? Right. Right. Um, but I, but I do think that uh, as is all things, you know, there is a version of something that you love. And if that thing is ever going to move on, it's, you know what I mean? Like th- a band's second album is not going to be the first album. So you have to like either learn to like it or cut it mm-hmm. off. Um, but you, but a band can't write the same album twice. It's just not possible. So they got to they got to move on and they got to tell different stories. So I unless um, unless it's like I embrace Blink that because I love Star Wars. Unless what? Unless it's Blink One Eighty Two, and then they'll just keep making like the same album over and over again. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I th- I, I, I think with these results, um, I think people inside the Star Wars bubble, like you always say that James, every time we do a poll, you're like, well, if we polled everyone. But we we always pull uh, the Star Wars fans, right? So I think them yeah. saying they want to move on, I think people are tired of the drama. And I think a lot of the drama revolves around because this is this story with these this family's been around for 40 years. There's so many people just like latched into it. Whereas mm-hmm. if we start something new, then everyone's starting on page one at the same time. And there'll probably be less like, well, back when I was a kid and well, this is my version of Luke now. And so I think that's a big part of maybe why it was so skewed. Um, people are just tired of that drama element of it. But um, I mean, there does come a point when you like something a lot, but you're like, I'm excited to see them go in a different direction. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, people I know Mark Hamill hate change though. People do hate change, especially Mark Hamill. He, he, although he's ready for it to end now, apparently he's now saying I'm done. So, um, but, uh, you know, who's not done in our, that's our best comment. And that was Kyle at tumbling saber. Cow. Uh, that saber is just tumbling somewhere. I don't know where it's tumbling, but <laughs> down, tumbling down. Kyle said, we will always love the skywalkers, but their shadow looms too large. Now for star Wars to thrive, we need new stories, characters, and themes for a new era. Uh, let's move ahead and not marinate, marinate in nostalgia. Marinate. Ma- yeah, don't marinate in that <laughs> oscillator, <laughs> Kyle. Uh, Kyle. <laughs> that was a good comment, though. He's right. He's pretty much reiterating the kind of what we've been saying there. So thank you uh, for that, Kyle, and good job nabbing the most comments and uh, getting on the show there. All right, James, we know that news is running rampant for Star <laughs> Wars right now. There's a lot of breaking so news, wild. a lot of scoops, a lot of crazy stuff going around. But Dave Batista is playing Darth Bane, apparently. That's confirmed uh, by a very reputable No, I don't think so. That's James, why don't we get Ow. into why don't we get into Ow. what we do have for news this week <laughs> in the Resistance Report? It's the Resistance. 
All right. So we got a couple stories, mm. mostly revolving around people doing press, mostly revolving around one person doing press. Thank you, Ophelia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is almost the same as last week. It's it's they let Daisy Ridley out of the the cage or whatever you said the mm-hmm. basement. Lacey? The basement. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, today she's doing an interview with USA Today, <laughs> and uh, th- she was asked specifically about you know, do you think that they're going to do anything with your parentage beyond just the they're nobodies? And she gave this response: Director J.J. Abrams, who she's talking about did say the question is answered. So at the end of the film, you do know what the dealio is. <laughs> That's the story. Uh, Lacey, I'm starting with you on this one. I mean, it goes on to talk a little bit about different genres and stuff, but I, I think the main focus here is this like, we're going to get an answer to the parentage thing. How do you, how do you feel about this? Is, is she saying that it's going to get answered? I think the most important thing is that she used the word Delio. Delio. In, in, in an official statement about yeah. this movie. Um, second being, she didn't use the term satisfying. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I think it's kind of a no brainer that they're going to answer this question, but I have a feeling they're going to answer it with what the answer already is that she's no one. Like, I think she's playing this game of like, oh, we'll see to leave that door open. But I think it would be very weird to me if JJ was like, remember that stuff we said in the last movie? Psych, just kidding. It's actually this. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about that a little bit on here. So, I mean, yeah, she's talking about it. It's a hot topic, but when will people let this go? Can we we close this store? The the Ray Parent Probably in December. Yeah. I thought we closed (laughs) it already. Uh, Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, Yeah. John, what can we, I mean, like, what are some ways that like this could be answered with how, you know, tearing up what we already have? Does it, Right. What's the dealio, John? <laughs> well, the dealio is <laughs> JJ has known the whole time what Ryan was doing because I think they were kind of working together in a way where JJ was the executive producer for The Last Jedi. So, he wasn't like blindsided by this. Like JJ's not sitting in the theater, like watching like episode eight. Like, oh, this should be good. Check it out. Uh, excited. What? Oh, what? Oh no! <laughs> like what? No. So, um, I think what JJ is going to do here is keep it to what Ryan did and honor that. But he's going to answer it in other ways. Like, why did they leave her? Was she were were they forced to leave her for some reason that we learn in this movie? It wasn't they just sold her for drinking money. What who left her on Jack? Who those types of questions I think are going to be answered here. Not necessarily who they were, whether with what their names were or that, whether or not they were drunk traders, because I think that is accurate. Um, so I think that's how we're getting the answers to this. It's not. Because I know some people hear this quote and then they put on their headlines, J.J. Abrams is going to reveal the names of the parents or going to who the parents are. And I don't think it's that. I really do think it's just how it happened. Their story, that like how she wound up being an orphan. I think that's how he's going to answer these types of questions. So while he'll stay true to what Ryan did, he'll be able to answer the other questions revolving around who they were. Um, uh, John, 
Let me take on How it. are you able to go into that JJ voice so fast now? You know what's funny about that? <laughs> that was like a quick transition. <laughs> I think it's it's weird because I usually record it in more of a normal tone where I'm like, oh, it's going to be great. And, uh, you know, the passion and uh, you, you don't know. do that anymore. But now I, I almost wind up doing it with James's like higher like pitch on it. So I'm yes. like, uh, hey guys, uh, it's JJ. Uh, <laughs> we're going to podcast do, and, can, uh, <laughs> can you do Daisy talking to JJ? Oh boy. Um, okay. Let's see if I can do that. <laughs> now this is one take here. So don't, don't get mad at me out there if you're listening. A lot of pressure. We have millions of listeners. So and then really. a Tauntaun crashes into the room. Go. Oh boy. Okay. Uh, hey Daisy, it's JJ. Uh, I just want to, uh, you know, join you in this cafe here and reveal what's uh, the story for episode nine is going to be. And uh, uh, what? So, uh, uh, are you ready to hear it? I don't know about that, JJ. I don't know. I thought about that like that before. Uh, okay. Okay. So this is what we're going to do. Now you're not going to be related to Kylo Ren, but people are going to think you might be. But then it turns out you're not going to be at all, and then you're going to fight at the end. It's going to be great. It's going to be incredible. It's going to be totally uh, a passion project, and uh, everyone's going to really love it. Uh, JJ, I don't think you should be talking about that in this cafe. There's a lot of people around here. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So yeah, I agree with you, John. Um, (laughs) Your Daisy voice is now like a Lady Richard Grant. (laughs) It's no longer Dobby the House Elf. (laughs) We were talking after last week's show that it was similar to his like Richard E. Grant. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, my teeth are out. (laughs) I am very excited to be a part of Star Wars. I've liked Star Wars for over 40 years, and now I get to be General Smiley in Star Wars. Now I'm going to tap dance. Wow. Yeah. If there were rails, there's no rails anymore. So it's like the Empire. (laughs) The rails are off. It's like every ship on the Empire's uh, Uh. side. It's like that um, scene in, in Solo. <laughs> yeah. You know, though, so, sometimes, sometimes we do have to rip those rails off, right? <laughs> where, where do we pick up from this? What you well, think, James, James, what's the deal? Yeah, what's your whole take on it? Uh, so I do think, okay, John, you were saying something about how Obi, or uh, not Obi-Wan, JJ was like surprised when, I'm sorry. JJ was not surprised when Ryan did what he did, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that what JJ did when he set up Force Awakens, he set up it for it to go in any direction you want, because I'm not giving a specific answer, but maybe, let's be honest, maybe I was kind of hoping or leaning or I was thinking it would go this direction. When Ryan flipped it on its head, I don't, I don't think JJ was ever like, no, that's wrong. That wasn't what was supposed to happen. It was more of like a, oh, okay, Mm. okay, kind of a thing. And then I think with that, he, I I would guess that he wouldn't try to flip it back. He would go with it, you know, because he said on record before, he's going to honor what happened in The Last Jedi. So 
And he never um, expected to come back either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I think that what you're going to see is something like more like Ray going and visiting that gravesite or Ray talking to Luke and and getting that answer or something. Kind of kind of similar to, you know, we get this big bombshell at the end of Empire Strikes Back, but it isn't until uh return of the jedi where it gets solidified like is he my father let's let's definitively lock this down this is true and yoda's like yes it's true but blah 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 blah. so there's like just a a few lines can like really solve this situation and the fact that it's the third one it just means like they're not they're not gonna do a surprise fourth one where you get the real answer yeah right you know (laughs) So, uh, so I think this is, I think this is, uh, pretty straightforward, but it is, I guess, kind of nice to know that if you're someone out there, that's like, we've, we did this question, um, you know, what's something that we hope does happen and doesn't happen recently for Patreon. And, and it's kind of like knowing, oh, if you're one of those people that hopes they do address the parentage thing, we're telling you now it will be addressed a hundred percent. Mm-hmm. closure on that whole concept so like in other words nice. fans won't be able to be like well this is how i saw it no this is how i saw it it's gonna yeah. be like no this is it like you can debate about other stuff yeah. but that is that right yeah yep all right guys well daisy is not just talking to Ooh. usa today she is also talking to vulture and in this uh, article or in this, you know, conversation with Vulture, there was a lot that was discussed um, about, you know, uh, how does it feel doing the scenes with Carrie, um, bringing that back to life. Um, there was uh, a- another question, though, that really kind of stuck out, which was, do you see yourself coming back to Star Wars anytime soon? And she was pretty clear that that from her perspective right now, the rise of Skywalker is a very definitive end to this story. And it puts a period on the whole Skywalker thing. And she just kind of can't imagine coming back to star Wars anytime soon. There's always a possibility. She left that door open, but, uh, but not right now, John, I'm going back to you. Um, cause you put together this, this whole thing. Uh, what sticks out to you on this whole, um, definitive end not coming back to star wars thing that she's saying baloney uh and cheese i think it's baloney i think it's um an actor who's in a movie that's coming up that there's no guarantee that the actor survive the character survives so by if she says yeah i'm coming back we got three we're doing a whole nother trilogy it's going to be great. And then you're like, oh, okay. So Ray lives. That's interesting. Um, so she has to keep that guard up a little bit. But I don't see any way possible that Daisy really doesn't return to Star Wars. Because one, this is your new main cast uh, that has connectivity to the old. They're still young enough. And I'm sure they like getting paid as actors and I'm sure Disney would love to market them going forward. Like they're going to market them when this thing ramps up in August, focusing on these new characters. Um, so it just, it just doesn't make any sense to me that they would be gone and not come back. So I think she is just kind of playing coy with it here. I think, um, they, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they already had plans to bring them back at a certain point in time. Cause as we know, they plan things 
well more than 10 years in advance. Pablo Hidalgo has been on record saying he's working on things you may not see for 15 years. So it's possible that they are already laying plans out beyond Benioff and Wise's movies, maybe even beyond whatever they wind up doing with the Ryan Johnson stuff to bring these characters back and start a new saga for them. So I, I just think she's just avoiding that question right now because it's so far down the line. But I don't think there's any doubt that that, that this crew is uh, not coming back. I think they're, they're, they're absolutely going to return. Lacey, what do you think? I completely agree. I think she's doing what John said where she's not giving any definite answers because she doesn't want to give anything away with the story. But there's no way they're killing Ray. She's the hero to so many little girls and boys. And she has so much more story to tell outside of this one. Um, obviously, these three movies are her story, but they're her story intertwined with the Skywalkers. So I think it's fair to say that her having her own trilogy as Ray without them would be pretty cool, too. So I think that there's no way they're not going to make more movies with a very young star like Daisy Ridley. Yeah. Silly. Yeah. It just, uh, just doesn't make sense. Disney likes money. Yeah. Da- Daisy <laughs> so likes money, I bet. Daisy likes money, too. Yeah. They're not making yeah. Ophelia 2 and 3, right? No. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, guys. I, this, it, all of that sounds so straightforward, but I just, I have a hard time wrapping my head around any movies coming up in the near future that is about her or about her with either with just her or her with these other two people or three or however you want to look at it mm-hmm. and that not being episode 10. So because I don't think they're going to do episode 10 and I think this story is actually concluding over, over three and over nine films I just really think what they're doing right now is like they're like on a Toy Story 3 thing. They're like, we have no real plans to make another one. Now, maybe down the line, there's a Toy Story 4, but even even then, Toy Story 4, they're like, right now, the way it's wrapped, we have no plans to make a Toy Story 5. I understand that down the line, you might want to do some stuff, but I really do kind of think that they're putting a lot of faith into all the other star Wars that they want to do. They want to do old Republic stuff. They want to do this other Ryan Johnson doesn't have anything to do with it stuff. And they're hoping that those take off if they don't. And inevitably all that stuff fails. They could still got the other thing, but right now the foreseeable future is not with Daisy Ridley. It's not with John Boyega. It's not with, uh, Oscar yeah. Isaac. That's I, that's I I think she's being honest. Like, are you coming back anytime soon? No, not that I know of. <laughs> yeah, see, but to ABC Good Morning America, she went. We will see. Right. Yeah. So it's like who she's telling. Yeah, it's kind of yeah, like maybe. one of those, one of those which things is owned by Disney. Where she hear that? Like yeah. her quotes are kind of weird. Where she's like, right now I can't imagine myself coming back. Like she's saying stuff like that, but. I think probably she, because she knows she's under contract. She's young. The, she's the poster child for the new Star Wars right now. So it is probably hard to be like, I can't imagine I'll just never get another call. It's just the way she said it at Good Morning America. Like yeah, it was maybe. this very cheeky, like, I guess we'll see. Like yeah. just like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I just can't imagine she's 26 or something like that. Like, 
that they won't bring that character back, especially how they've, you know, like I said, she is the new Luke Skywalker. Like she is it. I agree. Just what time frame are we talking here? 10 years. 10 years. Yeah. So, so you think when they're asking this question, they're saying, they're saying, are you planning on coming back to star Wars ever? Like on the outside, like outside of 10 years. Cause I think then her answer is different. It's, I think the question yeah. is posed is like anytime soon, near future. Yeah, I think how it's so like general how her answers are because the questions are just kind of like, is this it? Are you done? And she's like, well, this story is completing. So it's so yeah. final and it, we're, we have a great ending and a conclusion to it. So I can't imagine myself coming back. I think she already knows that she's coming back. And they're like, Daisy, you were incredible. We loved you. You know, here, let's yeah. start working now on a contract for, you know, after we do these movies, we bring you all back. And there's a teaser trailer that comes out. And all of a sudden you see like Ray's outfit from behind or a shadow. And you're like, oh, my God, they're bringing that crew back. I can't believe it. So I think she knows more than she's leading on. But she's fair to say, um, you know, the story's concluding and it makes sense for this to be the it, the end. And they want to honor this, too, so that people come out and see the last one. Because if they're like, yeah, we got 10 more coming in 10 years, they're like, oh, I could skip this one then. Yeah, we're also talking film, too, like exclusively. There's always these weird chances, too, like you have a show like a live action Star Wars Resistance, for instance. And instead of Oscar Isaac showing up to do his voice, it's actually these characters who show up for whatever reason, yeah, just to kind of yeah. be ancillary characters to a Disney plus show or something right. for specific episodes or something. I could see easily something like that, like a show that takes place after, after episode nine, when everything's at peace and I don't know, some smaller minor stuff is happening, but they have like Finn and Rose show up. Whichever actor's career isn't like the one that takes <laughs> off will show up in that series. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like whoever the Mark Hamill is of that crew will be like, all right, like throw me in. Let's go. Like I have nothing to do today. I was going to go to Chick-fil-A, but you know what? I'll film some scenes for the new Star Wars show for Disney Plus. I mean, I the only ones that are busy are out of the bit out of the Getting the cigarettes can. out of the ashtray, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the only ones that are busy are like Adam Driver, Oscar Isaac, Adam Driver. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Adam Driver is like clearly the Harrison Ford of this crew. Like his career is taking off. Whereas, yeah, he has two, three more movies coming out this year or something. Yeah, the report and... and um, uh, I forget what the other one is. But then you have... And he had the one with Bill Murray he did... But, you know, you have Daisy really doing Ophelia, and you're not sure what's after that. You know, John Boyega, I'm not sure what he's got going on. Um, he's filming something right now. But he hasn't had any big hits outside of Star Wars, and neither has Daisy. And Oscar is different because he was established before. So he right. can go back and do good indie movies and good, you know, lower budget movies like a, um, Inside Lewin Davis or even, uh, you know, Ex Machina, I thought was fantastic. So he yeah. was already established. So I'm not, I'm not including him in this discussion. I think he'll always, mm -hmm. and he'll always be like, I'll do Star Wars. I freaking love Star Wars. But I think mm -hmm. in terms of a career, um, like not cutting the cord, I think Boyega and Ridley, 
I'm not saying I hope this, but I think it's possible they may need to come back to the hand that fed them more than um, Driver and Oscar Isaac. It does surprise yeah. me that they don't have better roles. Finn did land Pacific Rim, which is a big thing, but it's kind of Finn a weird land. movie. <laughs> See, oh, boy, we're, we're already yeah. calling him by his character. He's toast. He has no chance. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Daisy Ridley did Murder on the Orient Express and then now Ophelia, and you would think... She did murder, but she had, like, what, four lines? Yeah, she did the best she could. I didn't see with it. That. Yeah, I did. It she wasn't that good. She just stared a lot in the camera. She yeah. was like... I really wanted to go because that awesome Imagine Dragons song was. The- <laughs> um, oh, no. All right. We pretty much wrapped on this. You guys want to talk about our last story real quick? I, yes. Yes. I'm excited about yes. this. Yes. All right. Let's move on to Galaxy of Adventures. So I know this isn't really particularly news, but we just kind of wanted to catch up for a second because I think uh, all of us have kind of come around a little bit on on these things where when we first started off, we're like, oh, it's probably just, you know, another Forces of Destiny or maybe it's cool or whatever, but it's just going to be this thing. But recently, like, it feels like Galaxy of Adventure just keeps getting better and better and better and people are starting to really say, this needs to be fully in this a thing a tv show uh, in long form or a whole animated retelling of the original trilogy and all sorts of stuff um recent ones that have come up now are, are you know jedi versus the sith there was a boba fett one which uh lacy was talking about last week she says that mm-hmm. turned her around on the character that's pretty wild right years and years and years of what has boba fett been and she's like meh and then she sees one short animated thing and she's like Okay, maybe. Yeah, I get it. That. <laughs> yeah. Um, Han Solo was a big one for me, man. I, I saw that one and I was like, dude, there's like so many single frames where I'm like, that is a hero shot. That mm-hmm. is so cool. Uh, I, I was trying to take screen grabs of all that I could find. And I'm like, man, this Galaxy of Adventure thing is really crazy. Uh, Lacey, you're up. Uh, we were just talking about Boba Fett, but are you, I'm not crazy putting you in that category, right? Of like coming around on Galaxy of Adventure. I think you're a little crazy because I've been for these since the beginning, but you're not crazy in the fact that it turned me around on Boba Fett because that animation alone, that three minute animation made me like that character and I've not liked him like my whole life. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. it made him super cool. Not like he was doing all these like crazy action shots and stuff, but uh, Jedi versus Sith is the best one that they've done so far. And I understand why they released that kind of last. Um, the transition of Luke to like young Luke to Empire Strikes Back Luke to Jedi Luke, Return of the Jedi Luke to Old Man Luke is like the one of the most beautiful, gorgeous transition anim- animation scenes I have ever witnessed. That the transitions are flawless mm-hmm. in these things. Um, so well done. Yeah. And like super weirdly, not weirdly, because I get like very emotional with animations like Coco. I cry every single time I watch it, but <laughs> like every single time. So, but like I kind of teared up a little bit watching this because you see his whole life kind of cross through these transitions and you're like, he truly is a hero. Like he's been through so much and here he is passing the torch on to the next character. It's just, it was really, really cool. Yeah. I, I think um, seeing the, 
I think it was Qui-Gon and then mm-hmm. young Obi-Wan with kid Anakin and then teenage Anakin and then Obi-Wan versus Anakin. That was a cool little like growing up and you see them kind of time lapse. Yeah, yeah. Do that sort of thing. Um, I, I thought this was so awesome. And I think like James, you had said, they realized, wow, we actually have something here. This isn't just content filler anymore. People and even people who don't like the new, you know, movies that we're doing like this, these videos aren't getting downvoted and getting slammed and hated. Like everyone for the most part is digging this stuff and they're probably seeing that and they're like, maybe we could branch this out. Maybe it's not just let's retell this TIE fighter scene with Han and Luke and Chewie. Let's Mm -hmm. make a montage. Let's do an artistic little approach on this thing. I really enjoyed that. And I think this might just be the tip of the iceberg. It's possible to do long, like long form, longer versions of this uh, with this being the testing ground. Um, I, I would be curious to see what happens there. The one thing I do find interesting and I'm reading into it maybe a little bit is the video is called Jedi vs. Sith and it ends with Rey and Kylo Ren facing off. Does that mean Kylo Ren becomes I, a Sith? I knew you were going to bring this up. I mean, it's a fair question to ask. You're <laughs> looking at something officially created by Lucasfilm. They're very careful about what they do, and it has all of them through history. You got the Dooku and Obi-Wan and everyone, Vader, Luke, all down the line, and it ends with Rey uh, facing off with Kylo Ren face-to-face, Jedi versus Sith. Does this mean that uh, Kylo Ren uh, embraces uh, the Sith in episode nine, maybe? I don't know, but he's been against her on everything marketing-wise. Yeah, but not as a Sith, yeah, the video is called true. Jedi vs. Sith, so it's interesting. They clearly always say good versus evil, or the light side versus the dark That's side. That's the one. But they light never say dark, Jedi yeah. versus Sith, right. which they've been very clear up to this point that Snoke and uh, Kylo Ren are not Sith. Right. Um, the Sith were destroyed with uh, Emperor Palpatine, but Emperor Palpatine is coming back. Right. So... Now it raises the question with Palpatine back and the fact that he's a Sith, would Kylo Ren then maybe dive into his leadership um, and go full-fledged, like, teach me to be a Sith kind of thing? Um, I don't know. It's interesting. I, I would like to look to see other children's books, too, where maybe they have addressed, like, um, cause I think there is one with like, that was called like the Jedi and it was like Luke and some other stuff. And then there was another one that was like called the Sith or villains or something like that. And I, I don't know. I, I wish I would have known you were going to bring that up specifically cause I might've done a little bit of research on that, but I, I think you might be right <laughs> other than I just don't know if they would reveal it that way. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's the thing. I, it's just it's just a question to ask because it's clear as day right there. So I think it's a fair question to ask anyway. Right. It's not no. completely outlandish. No. Yeah. Did I got I? another question for you guys. Oh, boy. <laughs> we should tell you know what we should do. Let's title this episode. Let's be full clickbait and be like Kylo Ren is a Sith in episode nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, do you think that given we just got Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse and everybody 
on the grand scale, when that movie came out, everybody was like, what is this animation? Mm -hmm. It's different. It's new. It's fresh. Maybe we want to see more of that. We're tired of the Pixar look. Um, And do you think that if they were to take Galaxy of Adventure and they were like, it's the same animation style, we're doing all this, we're bringing it to a feature-length, theatrically released film, do you think that that type of animation would have a a good effect? Like, people would be like, yes, first into the Spider-Verse, now Galaxy of Adventure? Hmm. Or do you think that it would be like, like, what is this animation? Like, do you think it would catch with the larger... um, Star Wars fan base. Man, that's a good question. I think people would see it. Yeah. I think kids would definitely go see it. And that would be a good way to introduce kids to Star Wars who may not be able to sit through... uh, Young kids, I'm saying. May not be able to sit through a, a, you know, two and a half hour, you know, The Last Jedi. You know what I mean? Um, Mm -hmm. Or even A New Hope, like we say. that That's a slow burn at the beginning of that movie. Um, I I think it could. I don't know if that it would catch fire, like, into the Spider-Verse. I don't think they thought that that was going to catch the way it did. Um, But... I mean, maybe they should get those guys and have them make a Star Wars movie. See what happens. <laughs> <laughs> All right, scoundrel. Let's move on then to Executive the official producers. scoundrels <laughs> rundown. Okay. John, I'm sending it over to you and none of this weird numbering thing. Okay. So all we're going to do right now is punch it, right? But punch it. You can't punch oh. it until you punch it. So... Let's punch it. Punch it. Punch it. Punch it. Oh, James got it. Punch it. There you go, Lacey. All right, guys. So as as we kind of (laughs) talked about, J.J. Abrams revealed the story for episode nine to Daisy Ridley in public in a cafe somewhere, Uh, though... Ridley admitted that the story since she was told by Abrams in the cafe had changed over time. So uh, Abrams' story has evolved through the months. But don't be alarmed, fans, because movies and stories of the movies often evolve as they're going through development and production. So this isn't some kind of Rogue One thing or anything like that where it got chopped up. J.J. probably just was going through his first draft and he's like, this is what I'm thinking. And uh, he evolved it over time into what we are eventually going to see in six months in the theaters. But... Ridley did say that the ending is, quote, epic. And that's way better than hearing the word satisfied. No more air quotes. I filled that quota. Okay, the next story, Age of Rebellion Vader. Yes, another Darth Vader comic, folks. He is still in the pages. This one involves Sheevy babes, though, as Palpatine has Vader obey Governor Air. Um... Vader sends, or Palpatine sends them both, this Governor Air and Vader, to go um, uh, obtain resources, and the resource happens to be Coaxium, believe it or not. So we're bringing that uh, beat back from Solo. And Palpatine is again working the puppet strings, having Vader obey this governor when Vader, if he wanted to, could snap the guy's neck in a heartbeat, as we know. So then you have this guy bringing back old memories for Vader of being humiliated as a kid by Watto and growing up and being embarrassed and all these things going in through all the motions that fueled his anger to lead him to become Darth Vader. And that is Palpatine beating home those you know, fears and insecurities to make sure he stays who he is. And um, by the end of it, um, it shows Palpatine once again, just stoking those flames for Vader. So nothing too new, but still, you know, interesting because Palpatine's involved and we know he's coming back in episode nine. So this age of um, 
Age of Rebellion Darth Vader comic maybe better more as a purpose to serve Palpatine than it did Vader. But either way, yet another Vader comic. And as I've been saying, maybe it's time to put him away from the pages for a little while. But what we're going to do here is put away the Scoundrels Rundown because that is it for that. For all of your stories and news reports on everything we covered in the Resistance Report and the Scoundrels Rundown, make sure you head to StarWarsNewsNet.com every day because eventually news really is going to start heating up and you're going to want to stay up to date. So thank you for that. And now we're going to send it over to Lacey and she's going to go through your questions. So we'll see which ones we have chosen for you this week in Ask the Resistance. Chewy, get us out of here. You didn't do the... Yeah, Chewy. Yeah, I, I, I let James do it with the real Chewy. Like face. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. All right. Okay, guys. It's time for Ask the Resistance. Chewie, get us out of here. <laughs> you have Star Wars questions. We hopefully have good Star Wars answers. I've been wondering, what are midi-chlorians? So first up is Damron at Damron1474. And they ask, do you pay any attention to other countries and how other countries interpret Star Wars titles? For instance, the whole resurrection of Skywalker thing versus rise here in the U.S. So I'll take this one, ladies, first. I actually did some research, Look guys. Look at who it's prepared. I Padme <laughs> quotes. Yeah. Not Padme quotes, no. but I actually looked up the titles <laughs> that people have come up with. Mm-hmm. All right. So these, I'm going to preface this with these are the translations that are on Reddit. So I don't know if they're accurate. However, they seem to be. I checked a couple different sources. But so Japan's is Star Wars Dawn of Skywalker. Greece is Skywalker The Rise. Latin America is Skywalker The Rise. Poland is Skywalker or Star Wars Skywalker Rebirth. And then Russia is episode nine, Skywalker, the dawn. So it's very interesting because when they first announced this title and we were all kind of talking amongst ourselves at Celebration, we were kind of like, what does that mean? Where Where could this go? And then as these translations started coming out, we were discussing what those could mean as well. I don't necessarily mean think they mean anything different than what's in the U.S. I think it's just a translation thing. So the example I, I was talking about with John James is that, so in college, I stupidly took Japanese for a year. I don't know anything in Japanese, but I took it for a whole year and didn't do Tomorrow it very Didn't go very well. It was, it was very, very bad. But <laughs> the one thing I took away from Japanese is that they don't have any L sounds. So my name was Reishi, not Lacey. So that being said, they don't have, obviously, Walker because they have no L sound. So this dawn of Skywalker, it could really be like any word because they're just going to find what word represents what the actual title is in America, not necessarily what... I think people read too much into these. That's basically what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I'm like diving deep into just yeah. a basic line of, I think you guys are reading into these too much. Lacey, I think it's literally the, what the transit. Didn't they what? do that for The Last Jedi? Like there was the translation that they made it sound like it was singular plural. or plural, which one way or the other. Yeah, but it's just a language translation. Yeah. I don't think it has to be a big thing. I'm to with do. you. Don't forget that it's, it's not a single translation. It's a translation from English to Japanese and then back from Japanese 
back to, to English. English. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like saying like, uh, like, oh, it's called the orange. And then in Japanese, it's called the fruit. And then like, you're like, okay, so how do I translate the fruit back into English? Uh, I don't know. The apple. And, and you're all like, of a sudden now the apple, the apple doesn't mean? sound like the orange. You had to say yeah. apple. It sounds like a weird Didn't translation. You, you had to say apple. James, you it's just answered that the most question. Fruit. Way better than I could have answered it. So yeah. thank you. That is exactly what I was trying to say. Reishi out. Okay. Um, so Yeah. I, I just want to <laughs> start calling you Reishi. Real quick. Do we Reishi Guren. Do we think this person's <laughs> name? <laughs> Do we sorry. think this- that's what my teacher called me? I'm sorry. That is what my teacher called me. I swear. That's what I wrote on my papers. Do we think this person's name is Ron? <laughs> and do we think their birthday is January 4th, 1974? No, I think they just picked that up. All right, just Ron. Numbers. Let us know. Damn. Damn, Ron. Damn, Ron. <laughs> Damn, Ron. All right. Next is Siraj Bajwa at Saj E. Baca. And they asked, uh, please explain what makes someone a Sith. I, and I said that because I have an exclamation point. I know it's like a passing of the torch of one, an, of other Sith, but still confused what makes you Sith. Just a title? Question mark? James. Yeah. <laughs> I know I we mean, were talking about this Sith thing, but like, let's go into it a little bit. Yeah, just just a title I think is, is a little too loose because anything that has a title has something behind it, like a code, you know, like if you're a doctor, you're not just a doctor, you're a doctor who abides by the, a code of ethics. You know, um, if you are vegetarian, there is a, a, a certain thing that comes along with that. You know what I mean? You can't be a vegetarian and eat meat. So there's like, okay, well, if I'm going to embrace what it is to be a Sith, then I need to embrace the things that the Sith believe and straying from that means that I, um, fall away from or abandon or perverse the, the code that is pure Sith. Um, now the famous Sith code is the peace is a lie. There is no passion through passion. I gain strength, but I think there's a, a lot more and there's more to it that goes on. But I think that there's more to it than that. Um, I just think that uh, to, in order to be a Sith, you have to not like, there's more to embracing the dark side than just what the Sith do. The Sith embrace the dark dark side to a specific degree. And uh, we don't, we learn more about Sith the more we dive into the comics where like Palpatine is teaching uh, Darth Maul about how to be a Sith, you know, or, or later when Darth Maul is talking about what it was like when he was a Sith and how he doesn't go by that anymore and how his, his um, things have how his strategies about what getting what he wants have changed in order to um, uh, not abide by what the Sith do. I'm not going to follow the Sith rule anymore. I'm going to do my own rules and I'm going to run things on my own way. Mm -hmm. So I definitely don't think it's just a, a, a code, but I think that when we specify that uh, Snoke and Kylo Ren are not Sith, then they are not held down by the rules that the Sith follow, which we don't know all of those rules, but we kind of have a general idea. Hmm. I kind of think it's, uh, um, the rule of two 
uh, creation almost like to me felt like how do I control power over the dark side of the force and prohibit anyone rising up and taking me down? Oh, I know. It's just going to be me and my apprentice and that's the rule and anything else that exists, you know, we'll make sure it doesn't happen or something of that nature. And, mm-hmm. um, that, that's one of the main rules I know of the Sith that differs from them and dark side users is the rule of two. And then I don't know the whole Palpatine thing and the obsession over immortality and the legacy and that, and that sort of thing, uh, living forever seems to be a big overarching thing with the Sith that I, you don't hear like Snoke or Kylo Ren talking about. So I don't know. It's almost it's like- weird too how those rules fit in. Like you, for instance, there's the rule of two. Okay, so that's a rule that they have to follow. The Sith do. But what if they decide that they don't want to do that? Does that make them not Sith anymore? Yeah. Or do they follow yeah. the the code fully to the extent of like um, now I can't think of her name, but um, uh, Dooku's apprentice, Ventress. Come on, guys. Asajj? Ventress. Yeah. Asajj Ventress was never Sith. Mm. Like mm-hmm. she was an apprentice of a Sith Lord, but was never Sith. Right. Because there can't be two Sith. There's Sidious and Tyrannus. Right. It's also pretty and loose. She will say things like the Sith took everything from me, mm-hmm. but she's not she never was one of them. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. just interesting stuff. Yeah. And then you can leave the Sith too. Darth Maul just he's like I got cut in half. Peace. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna you go, go do find some another one. Bye. Crime stuff now. Yeah. <laughs> Great answer, James. Excellent answer. Next is Debbie Anderson at Dragon Debbie. What up, Debbie? I love that she's Dragon Debbie. Uh, Richard Bremer has been. Oh, she asks. Richard Bremer has been added to the Rise of Skywalker cast list on IMDb. Any rumors slash, slash speculation on his character? I can't find any Lucasfilm confirmation on his casting. John, reporter and editor of Star Wars News <laughs> Net. Have you heard any speculation? Richard Bremer is playing um, Matt Smith, who is playing Palpatine. <laughs> Um, no, I haven't heard anything about this. Um, so I tried to do some like just digging on, um, Bremer and I know people are trying to make comparisons with theories about Palpatine, um, doing possession type stuff and like shades of Voldemort from Harry Potter. And this guy played the face of Voldemort in the back of, uh, the professor's head in the first Harry Mm. Potter. Oh, come on. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, I think that's kind of funny. I haven't seen any official announcement or confirmations that he's in the movie, but if I had to guess, um, if he was playing a bigger role, something would have surfaced earlier on. And now that we're in the editing process and, you know, finishing up some reshoots and scheduled reshoots and that sort of thing, um, Bremer may show up as some sort of uh, nod to having played cool characters in the past, but he may very well be one of those characters that just flips some switches or plays a stormtrooper or does something on the dark side on a minor role like um, someone at a console or that type of thing. Or he could play a rebel. But so Inquisitor. I, I don't think he's going to. What's that? Who? Or not an Inquisitor. I'm sorry. A, uh, okay. yeah. Ren. He's an Inquisitor. He just like brings that back in. He's like, all right, I'm the Inquisitor. I'm back. It's episode nine. Let's bring <laughs> let's bring everyone back in for episode nine. Would you say he's back, baby? I guess he's back, baby. He was never back of the head. Back of the head, baby. Hey! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I James don't think is he, on tonight. I don't think he is. 
He is on tonight. Uh, I don't think I don't think Mr. Uh, Bremer is going to be a big role. If he is in episode nine, which I don't know that he is, but I think it's going to be a small role there, Debbie. But we will see if he even pops up. But um, we haven't heard from you in a while on the question. So thanks for uh, hopping back into Ask the Resistance. Good one. Next is our newest member of Patreon, Neil S. Shaw. Hi, Neil. What up, Neil? Uh, he asks... As someone who would like to get into the books, comics, etc., where should one start with delving more into canon outside of movies and TV? What books slash comics to start for? Yeah, what books slash comics to start first? Thanks. Hashtag make solo two happen. Yeah. Hashtag squad goals. Nice. Uh, but <laughs> m- most importantly, before we answer this question, Neil, way to get your handle, Neil. At Neil Shaw. <laughs> Good job, Neil. Oh, I didn't read that. At Neil Shaw. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Uh, so let's all answer this. Uh, John, mm-hmm. where should he start? I think if you're looking to um, enrich this current era of movies, I would say uh, Bloodline is probably a good way to go because uh, you got the Leia, Kylo Ren sort of thing going on. Um, did he say ones to avoid? Because I always like kind of saying that. I would avoid Last Shot. I didn't think that was very good. Um, the solo novel. Um, but I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I take Han Solo sensitively. So I probably didn't like that one. I would say maybe... I didn't like it either. I would say Bloodline. And a lot of people will say Lost Stars. But I still haven't read Lost Stars yet. But um, so I'll say I'll say Bloodline just because I think uh, it has closer ties to the relationship with um, the Solos and Leia. I want to say the novelizations, and I know that's kind of a cop-out because you're like, oh, I've seen the movie. Why would I have to read the novelization? But I really enjoy the novelizations, and I think they add something to the movies. And then once you get into reading about Star Wars, you'll then get into other Star Wars books. So I'm going to say the novelization. I would start with the Force Awakens one first and then go to the Last Jedi one. James. What about Rogue One or Solo novelizations? I didn't read those. I like the Solo novelization, but... uh Except Rio, but, Rio's yeah. death really disturbs me um, <laughs> with how she was uh, planning on doing that. But anyway. Um, for me, I would say for comics, um, I, one right away might be the, the Star Wars proper uh, line just because it is what it is. Um, but I would actually say that uh, if you want a little George Lucas approval, go read the uh, five run of Solo because uh, he asked for those issues to be said to him personally because he was like, I read the first issue and they absolutely nailed the character. I love it. So that's a little George Lucas approval on the solo run. Um, a lot of solo and as far here. as a, as far as a book, I would right now I'm a little hot on it, but uh, I would do master and apprentice because I think that the uh, Obi-Wan and or Obi-Wan um, Qui-Gon relationship uh, was something that we just didn't get enough of. And I think everybody kind of knows that about Phantom Menace. It's like, man, it would have been really cool if we would have saw more of this. Um, and Master and Apprentice is the answer to that. And there's a lot in there as far as like the whole arc of the prequels, you know, like where the Jedi were going and what does all this balance and, and you know, all this stuff have to do with um, – the the stories that just are on and on and on. So I would say I would say those would be my picks for and you. And Qui Gon being a kind of um, a cowboy, uh, I love that aspect of that character. 
Um, oh, and if he's into audiobooks, so how about Dooku? The full-on production. So I don't know if uh, Neil's a audiobook guy, but I yeah, I actually kind of don't recommend that one for the production value. Wait, why? Are you crazy? Yeah, it wasn't that good. Compared, I prefer the regular audiobooks. Oh, to the you're Dooku nuts! Thing. Don't listen to him. Don't listen to him. Yeah, don't All listen right. to him. <laughs> Hashtag make soul to heaven. Uh, <laughs> last but not least is John Reese. Hi, John. Nice to hear from you. Hey, John. Um, and he asks, what is your favorite thing you have that is hashtag Star Wars? Toy, pop, book, t-shirt, pajamas. John, I think he put pajamas in there for you. Toothbrush, bed sheets, <laughs> waffle maker, etc. I'm going to start with James on this one. James, what's your favorite Star Wars stuff? If you have a Gosh, couple, that's I, cool too. Yeah, I don't know. I like the Black Series figures. Um, I like getting those and collecting them. I always look at them and think like I wish I had more of those. Same for the pops too, but I don't really have many of the pops. If I had to, if I was, if I lost one thing though, I would be bummed if I lost my comics. I spent a lot of money, so there's that. But like, really, honestly, it's more about like I've feel like I've worked and accumulated them, so there's some actual value to that. Mm-hmm. I'd say that probably John. Um, I got this book that comes in this giant box, um, from Val, um, star Wars Newsnet of all of, um, George Lucas's favorite, uh, images, single shots from all the, his star Wars movies. So every single one handpicked by George Lucas is all in that book. So that means a lot to me. And also um, that film. So we've talked about this, I think, on an old episode. I have a, f- a film cell from one of the original prints of The Empire Strikes Back. And it's of my favorite shot of um, Luke and Vader in the uh, carbon freeze room with the orange lighting. And it's Luke looking um, up towards Vader. So probably that, too. Nice. Uh, I'm going to start by saying my favorite T-shirt is my Make Solo 2 Happen T-shirt. And I'm not <laughs> just saying that for obvious reasons. I'm saying that because that was one of the best days ever. And I love wearing that shirt. And John's wearing one right now. Um, two, I think, so like, John, this is a hard question for me. Because this is like picking between my children. Um, I have a lot of stuff. So probably my Akbar figure that I, I really love from like the 90s. Um, I recently picked up a really gigantic Millennium Falcon, which is really cool. I don't know what I'm going to do with it, but it's sitting on my dining room table. Uh, and then a poster signed by my, uh, Mark Hamill. I think those are my favorites. That's a good things. one. That is, yes. that is, yes, that is cool. Like, uh, can you pass the salt? It's like, um, hang on. And you like reach around the Millennium Falcon We don't need it at the dining room table, John. Huh. Okay. Come on. Well, see, they're they're so classy. See, people just got to know you better because now they know you don't eat at the dining room table. You're welcome, everyone. I don't. I eat at my coffee table like a degenerate. Hey, sometimes you just eat where you want to eat and you don't have to explain (laughs) it to anybody, Lacey. Okay. (laughs) All right. You do you. You live your best life. (laughs) Well, all right. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for your questions. If you want to be on the show, make sure to follow us on Twitter at R-B-A-T-S-W-N-N and share your questions with us, Star Wars related, to hashtag ask the resistance i've gotten some questions online of how to send us questions those are two ways you can send us questions <laughs> if you Dos. just replace this question with your actual question i got it 
Dose yes, questions. <laughs> Reishi gear in out. Back to you, John. Okay, guys. And let us know in the comments where you eat dinner. Because sometimes... You Stop know, people making have this weird. <laughs> all different Don't places where this. they like to eat dinner. Sometimes I like to eat, to eat uh, my lunch in my car. How about that? Anyone else do that out there? All right. Um, I like I like to people to get to know me a little better. One day I'll eat dinner with all of them at uh, a coffee table somewhere. All right, guys. So uh, make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes. No, it's not iTunes anymore. It's Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and YouTube. If you're watching YouTube, hello. Everyone say hi to hi. JJ. Uh, hey, guys. And um, make sure you, uh, of course, as always, head to uh, tpublic.com slash user slash resistance broadcast. Those t-shirts Lacey was just talking about makes a little too happen. If you want one, hop over there and pick it up. They always do sales, so make sure you watch out for a sale. Save a few bucks, but uh, get your swag and uh, support the resistance. And uh, speaking of supporting the resistance, if you guys would like, um, of course, our episodes are always free, Mondays and Thursdays, every week, all year round, but if you want to uh, have some additional content and you can't get enough of the three of us, which is lunacy, but it happens, you can head to <laughs> patreon.com slash resistance broadcast and support us there starting at $2 a month. We have five tiers and we have loads of content that we're putting up there pretty much every day and each tier gives you a different reward. We have a commentary up there right now for Rogue One, so check that out and uh, we appreciate all of your support. And I want to extend a very special thanks to all of our Patreon generals and that is Carmelo over there in Spain watching all the soccer matches. We have Brian Shalito. I don't know how those Indians are doing, buddy. They may hang on to the Central. Andrew Staley. <laughs> you guys are going to see on Thursday in the Patreon pod race, Len Brown, who is threatening his children with lightsaber toys in a very jokingly manner. But either way, Len. That happened. It happened. Neil Lowry holding down positivity in the UK for us. Jeremy Myers rocking official Make Solo 2 Happen gear. Neil Shaw, our newest general. Dr. Neil, thank you, sir. And of course, Val Trichkoff. We salute all of you. Thank you for all of your support. And guys, you can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey and writing and editing over at StarWarsNewsNet.com. James Bainey, how about you, buddy? Twitter and Instagram at Myra Trunks. Indeed. Lacey? I thought you were going to say something else. Uh, people can find me at Lacey Gillerin on Twitter. Nice. Lacey is always going. No, no, on. that's not what I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to say, Lacey, when you're not eating dinner at your coffee table. <laughs> you just said it. Look who's making it a thing now. Wow. All right. It's not a thing. Okay. It's not a thing. If you guys eat at your coffee table, right? Hashtag I eat at my coffee table. <laughs> All right, guys. I got news for you guys because it's going to get serious on Thursday because we are opening up that door and that door is talking about the fate of Kylo Ren in episode nine. We, we're talking Ben Demption. Let's get to the point. What if it's too similar to Darth Vader? And we're going to get it's into not. that on Thursday. So enjoy your weeks. We hope we made your Monday after the holidays a little more bearable. And uh, we love you guys. And we'll see you on Thursday morning with another episode right here on the Resistance Broadcast. We'll see you around, kids. Bye. <laughs>